It's Ash Kip and Lutzi with Suze, and we've got Andrew Danton joining us. Uh, the great man. You do indeed. The great man. Good and, morning. Andrew, can I ask you a question? Um, I, yeah. I just said that <laughs> we, 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 we sit here of a morning, and we've always got the TV on in the studios, and we have it on, like, breakfast television, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever the shows are. And I just made the point this morning. I said, you know who I would watch? You know who I would watch if they did breakfast television? Andrew Denton. Like, if you did breakfast television on one of those... What did today on, or something? On one of those shows, I am interested in what you have to say. And then, and Lutzi was like, oh, he wouldn't do that. And, uh, you know, we're saying, oh, so, well, throw enough money at him. Like, I just it, think, yeah, they take a lot of money, wouldn't Andrew? Because well, for you to get up at 2.30, five days a week. No, yeah. Look, you, yeah, you know how bad I look now. Imagine what I'd look like <laughs> after a year of doing breakfast television. No, that'd be a terrible idea. But you did, you <laughs> know, did right? breakfast radio for a long time. Like, yeah. you, you know, so there's an itch there that needs to get st- scratched. On, on, no. on any level, does that appeal to you at all? Or you just, you got that out of your system? Absolutely on no level whatsoever, ever, <laughs> at any time in all of recorded history. No. Okay. Wow. Would there, be, would there have been, okay. been a time? Um, probably not. I really did enjoy breakfast radio, but as you guys know, radio is it's a lot more fun than television, yeah. and uh, yes. you can start, kind of turn up at 10 to 6. stupid o'clock in the morning and look the way you do and not yeah. worry about it. No. Yeah. I, I mean, one of the things I most love in television is the moment you get your makeup off. Where yeah. it's all over? Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. no, no, I don't think so. Okay. I, I think um, I think I'll leave that territory to the Stefanovics of Australia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean that's what we were talking about. To be honest with you, and I was just like, oh, I'm interested in what you have to say. You know, and that, yeah, that, but that you, was just... you saw me say it every day. You would quickly lose interest in that. Yeah. I mean, you should speak to my wife. She could tell you that. Yeah, you're saying <laughs> you, you're saying a little bit is good, but too much too much Denton might just push me over the edge. Yeah, look, even I can't stand being with myself after about two hours. Yeah, so, I get look, that. I, <laughs> I know yeah. exactly what you're talking about. Now, hey, talk about this Madonna thing because, you know, she is like uh, the, the most successful female artist in the history of music and blah, blah, blah. But when you sat down with her and she has an eye patch on like a pirate, do you, do you have to try and pretend that you don't notice that or, or do you bring it up straight away? Because it's quite a visual. Yeah, no, I had to bring it. That was my first question, right. which is, you know, basically, how did you get to an eye patch? Mm. Uh, it's all part of this character of this the new album she's brought out called Madame X, um, and you know that, that was. I think the thing I found, a couple of things I found most surprising about Madonna. First of all, uh, it's weird sitting there with someone that iconic. It's like someone stepping off a movie screen and sitting next to you in the cinema. It's not meant to happen, mm-hmm. and. Uh, what I hadn't expected with Madonna, because she's been this enormous cultural figure for 30 years, is that she's, at that time, she was quite vulnerable and kind of a bit unguarded, which surprised me. And the other thing I hadn't really fully appreciated about her is that she's she's quite the artist. She's got a real artistic temperament. So a lot of how she went about this latest album was actually just hanging out with local musicians in, in Portugal, where she lives now, yeah. and just um, taking, being invited into their living rooms and just playing music with them. Andrew, I'm, um, I'm really fascinated. I've read a few articles about when you talk about your depression and anxiety, and as someone who's dabbled in a bit of that myself, mm-hmm. I think it's really, um, I found it really good when you came out and spoke about that. Is that um, something that you do to help others or you're just an open book? Uh, look, I just think it's good to be open about this stuff. When I first went through that and in my late teens, there was no conversation about it and um, there was no reference to it. I didn't really know what was going on. So uh, my take on mental health is that 
we're all walking a tightrope of normality and, and we can tip off at any time depending on what pressures are in our lives and there's there's no shame in that and so when you remove shame remove stigma when you make it part of uh, a conversation about health you know we'll talk about aerobic fitness or whatever well we should talk about mental fitness as well Yes, it's a. That's an, I want to get back on the Madonna in a sec, but that's an interesting point you make. Have you ever thought? I'm not sure your your family history, Andrew. With did you have granddads in the war or anything like that? I'd be fascinated. I mean, I had a granddad that fought in the Second World War that just never spoke about the war and the things like post traumatic stress. Just it seemed didn't exist, at least uh, in a way you could as an outlet back then after the war. Has anyone, anyone ever have you ever contemplated? I don't know delving into that side of things about. First and Second World War and and war people that have come back and have not had an outlet to be able to express themselves that way. I've done a number of interviews down the years with uh, children of people that have been through the First and the Second World War, yeah. and you're right. There's an incredible echo that goes through uh, generations, and I do think we're in a much healthier time now where we acknowledge this stuff and uh, where we go. This is very real. You know, back in World War One. Um, the term they'd used for soldiers who had been profoundly traumatised by that carnage was just shell shock. And shell shock mm, was kind of yeah. the term used to just explain it away. But in fact, these were people who were ruined for the rest of their lives and they passed that damage on to their children. Mm. So, um, it's, you know, I, as I said, it's something I've spoken to people about. It's not something I plan to do specifically as a project now. Yeah, OK. All right. Uh, okay, back, back to Madonna. I'm interested. We live, in, as you know, in radio uh, in a three-minute land with our interviews, which is a very different thing, I guess, to what you get to do with this program. So the, the question is, um, how do you, how do you uh, presumably with someone like Madonna, you want to step outside or above the other million interviews she does, right? So do you do yeah. that in a way where you try and off the bat try and create a, a rapport with her that – uh, she might not often, might not otherwise get, or do you have enough time in the interview to be able to just be a brilliant enough interviewer to show her that you're different to everyone else, or do you even but care about that? This, is, this was very, very difficult. So to set the scene, we got half an hour, and we're right. in the middle of a press call where she's just going from interview to interview with people from all over the world. Yeah. So half an hour is as much as anyone okay. got. Um, but I'm in a room with all her people. Um, and her publicist, and they're all there jealously guarding her territory. So there's kind of this pressure on you. Um, and in half an hour, you don't have much time to establish yeah. before. Plus, you're dealing with a career that's iconic and a 30-year career. So the, the way I uh, approached it was to go into it in the place where she most wants to talk, which is about her current work, yeah. and use that as a, a, a starting point. I kept using her current album as a reference point to take her to other things. So, for instance, yes. on one of the songs, her 13-year-old son has a co-writing credit. Okay. So that was a way to start talking about her kids and her family. Yeah. Um, but it's tricky. It's, it, it's very hard in half an hour to, um, particularly an interview like this where there's a lot of scrutiny, uh, everybody has their own view of Madonna and, you know, you should ask about her love life or you should ask about this or ask about that. Yeah. It, it, you've just got to, in the end, go, look, I've only got half an hour. That's probably going to be a dozen questions. What are the things I really want to ask her about? And I've got to leave room to go you yes. know, listen to what she's saying yeah. and follow that. Yeah, so she said some really interesting stuff about um, the Pope, how she'd love to have sit down with the Pope. And I said, well, what would you want him to know? <laughs> she said, yeah. well, I'd want to talk to him about... Um, I think Jesus would have a very different view about a woman's right to control her own body. I thought, well, good for you. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. The, the idea of that actually gives me 
anxiety. The idea of sitting yeah. for half an hour and, and the difference, like with radio, obviously, and you'd know that, Andrew, like I've got notes here in front of me saying, you know, that your, your show's on tonight mm-hmm. from seven and blah, blah, blah. But then on TV, you don't have those. Or or do you have notes sitting with you? No, I don't have notes. But if it makes you feel better, I get really nervous every time. Every time I think, oh, this could go really badly. And sometimes it does. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's... (laughs) <laughs> there's barely a time I've done a show where, where some little voice in the back of my head hasn't gone, I wish I was doing another job. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do, you, do you watch your um, shows back? No, okay. never. I never. mean, um, only if there's something I really have to watch. No, I can't stand it. And uh, the most I'll do uh, is, because um, I don't sit in on the edit, I might look at a transcript, I might make a couple of suggestions, but no, never watch it. It was the same when you worked on the radio. Did you ever listen back to your radio work? No, I didn't really. Um, uh, no. Um, mm. uh, I figured other people would tell me if something was really wrong. Usually I've got a – I'm pretty self-critical. I've got a pretty good radar if I think something was wrong. Yeah. Wow. Well, this show is going gangbusters, and so is the yeah, podcast, great. by the way. If you want to hear the expanded oh, version, yeah. uh, Andrew's got his uh, interview podcast, uh, which is available wherever you get your podcast. But uh, the interview with Madonna is on tonight, 9 o'clock on 7. Thanks, Heaps, for joining us, Andrew. Uh, it's a real pleasure, guys. See you. Cheers, mate. The Ash, Kip and Lutzi with Susie O'Neill podcast. podcast.